In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A few years ago, on a Sunday afternoon, a deer in White Rock Park in Washington, D.C. wandered to the edge of the park and then wandered into the National Zoo, which stood adjacent to White Rock Park. Something spooked this deer, and it jumped over a fence and found itself in the worst of all places in the middle of a lion's den, surrounded by a pride of lions. The lions, however, seemed to be about as surprised as the deer was. The lions didn't really know what to do. They looked at the deer. They eventually started to follow it around a little bit, sort of swatting at it, but no real commitment to do anything. Fortunately, the deer found its way to the moat on the edge of the enclosure, swam across, and jumped to safety. Talk about good luck for the deer. But the point that I want to make is there is no way a deer should have been able to escape from a pride of lions. However, these lions had become domesticated. They'd lost their primal instinct. They'd become comfortable and complacent. Now, I don't know this next part to be true, but I imagine every day at 5 o'clock, these lions probably get a, a prime cut of, of, of lamb or of steak, maybe seasoned a little bit, brought right to them really easy. And if that's the way you're living, why are they going to go chase this deer? Why are they going to go through that effort? Why are they going to go through that, that mess? You see, these lions had lost their ability to live in the wild, to thrive in the wilderness. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. This was the Judean wilderness that we read about in the gospel passage today. While Jerusalem sat on a beautiful, lush hill country, if you traveled from Jerusalem down to the east, what you would find was a valley that was truly a 600-mile square desert. This wilderness was desolate and devoid of any vegetation with the exceptions of little bits of vegetation that sprung up on the edges of the Jordan River. The Judean wilderness was largely abandoned. The only people who would, who would find themselves there were robbers or rebels or revolutionaries or people who needed to live outside the bounds of the law. This was a dangerous and a barren place. And yet, it's exactly where John the Baptist went to proclaim the coming of Jesus. In other words, those who wanted to hear the message of John the Baptist had to leave the comfort of their homes, they had to go beyond the safety of their cities and towns, and they had to go into the wild and the chaos of this wilderness. But isn't this what God has always done? Called us out of comfort and complacency and called us into chaos. 
God, for example, called Abraham, a 75-year-old man, to leave the place he had always lived and to go into some unknown land. Or God called the Israelites to leave Egypt and to go into the wilderness where they would spend 40 years traveling towards this promised land. Even Jesus himself was called by the Spirit to go into the wilderness where he would be tempted. God calls us into the wilderness. But somehow, as a church and as individuals, we seem to forget this. We seem to get comfortable. Have you ever been in a church and thought to yourself, this church is totally indistinguishable from the nice country club down the street? People pay their dues, they go to beautiful musical events, great social functions, there's great food. The problem is if we get this comfortable in a church, we will lose our conviction to charge headlong into the wilderness where God calls us. The church and we can become like these lions at the National Zoo. We can become domesticated. We can lose this instinct. We can become comfortable and complacent. You know, each of us has a wilderness, a place beyond our comfort zone, a place we'd frankly rather not go, and yet a place that God calls us to. So what's your wilderness? What's your wilderness? Maybe you have a spouse who's aging, or a parent, and you can no longer care for this person on your own, but you've avoided thinking about it. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to talk to anyone from a nursing home or from hospice. You don't know what would come of that. That's terrifying and uncertain, and you just want to bury your head in the sand and hope it all goes away. Dealing with that may be your wilderness. Or maybe you had a fight with a family member and years have gone by and you've never talked about it. And you know that there are now mountains of accumulated resentment, but you don't know what would happen if you sat down and said to that person, I love you and we need to address this. You're uncertain if they would rebuff your efforts. You don't know if they would even want things to get better. And that may be an elephant in the room in your relationship all the time that you try to ignore. But dealing with that may be your wilderness. Just this morning, just after the last service, someone came up to me and we talked about how I'd asked her to join a prayer ministry. And she said she wasn't certain about this. She wasn't certain if she was good enough at praying to pray for others. She wasn't sure if she would say the right words, but she had been asked to do this. That may be her wilderness. So here's the question. In your life, where is the place that makes you uncomfortable? The place where you don't know exactly what awaits you? place that God may be calling you to step into? Because the answer to that question is your wilderness. You see, our faith calls us to have conviction and bravery, to not be overwhelmed by fear, 
but to identify these wildernesses and to journey into them. You remember that the very first Christians were called people of the way. People of the way were constantly meant to be moving forward, to be journeying into new places, to be stepping into the unknown. This is what it means to grow. Theologians have a term for this, a fancy term. They call it sanctification. This is a term that refers to to God calling us and us responding in a way where step by step by step we're following in the path that we're called to. We're going into this wilderness. We're becoming the people God calls us to be. In the Hundred Years' War, the English won a decisive victory against the French in the Battle of Agincourt. In this battle, the British introduced a new weapon, the longbow, and the French, meanwhile, were weighed down by armor designed for battles of a previous age and a previous time. And frankly, in our lives, I wonder if we do just what the French did. If we put on armor that has worked for us in the past, if we are weighed down by our own histories and we can't move forward, and we set ourselves up for defeat. Have you ever heard that that riddle about the Episcopal Church? How many Episcopalians does it take to change a light bulb? The answer, change a light bulb? My grandmother gave that light bulb. As a denomination, we're not particularly good at change. And that's probably because as individuals, we're not particularly good at change. And yet God is constantly calling us to go into the unknown. And that's exactly what happened in the gospel reading today. When people left their homes in Jerusalem and Judea, and they went out into the wilderness to hear this wild preacher, they knew they were putting their reputations at risk. After all, who would want to be seen with a man wearing camel's hair and and saying such extreme things as John the Baptist was. He probably smelled terrible. He must have been shouting to be heard over the crowds. People probably thought to themselves, I really hope no one gets a picture of me with him and posts it on social media. (laughs) Hashtag John the Baptist. Hashtag locusts and honey. But people weren't only risking their reputations when they went to see John the Baptist. They were also risking their physical safety. If they got lost in the wilderness, they might be overcome by dehydration. If they were robbed, they might be left to die. And yet droves of people went out to see John the Baptist because they believed that if God was truly calling them to hear this message, it was worth the risk. And what's worth bearing in mind, although we don't read it in the gospel passage today, is that it was not only onlookers who came out into the wilderness to see John, but there Jesus himself would later appear, God in the flesh. And that should be our confidence, that when we go out into the wildernesses of our lives, we won't be alone, but there we will encounter God himself. So that's our calling. 
It's to get up off the couch. It's to leave the little comfortable zones of the world that we know and we think we can control and to go into the wilderness where God is calling us. As individuals and as a church, we need to have this bravery and this courage. We need to be like lions who are strong enough to serve those who are in need, who are brave enough to confront injustices, who are loud enough to boldly proclaim the good news of God's love. That's how we're called to live, not simply relying on our own strength, but with a confidence that God is there to strengthen us. After all, when we venture into the wilderness, we are never alone. So here's my question for you this week. What is your wilderness? Where are you afraid of going? Where do you find uncertainty in your life? And where are you being called where you can encounter God? Amen.